Good morning, it's February 19th, and this is your daily brief in U.S. News. Here's everything you need to know. As the conflict in Eastern Europe intensifies, President Joe Biden's recent communication with Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky sheds light on the critical role of U.S. aid in the ongoing war. Biden expressed his concern over the delay in approving emergency aid to Ukraine, directly linking this delay to the fall of Avdivka, a significant loss for Ukraine. He assured Zelensky of his confidence that Congress would soon approve the necessary funding, but warned of the potential fall of more cities if action is not taken swiftly. The delay in aid is not just a bureaucratic hiccup. It's having real, tangible effects on the ground. Ukraine's ability to defend itself against Russian advances is being compromised, as evidenced by Russia's recent significant victory after months of fighting for control of a city. This situation underscores the urgency of the aid and the consequences of any further holdup. Adding to the chorus calling for action, a senior Republican has echoed Biden's sentiments, urging Congress to pass the aid by invoking the legacy of Russian opposition leader Alexei Navalny, this bipartisan appeal highlights the broader geopolitical implications of the aid delay, which now threatens to shift the tides of the war in favor of Moscow. Concerns are growing over the morale of Ukrainian troops, who are facing exhaustion without the promise of additional support. This development is a stark reminder of the stakes involved in the conflict between Ukraine and Russia, and the pivotal role of international aid in determining its outcome, as the situation evolves, the world watches closely, hoping for a swift resolution that can bolster Ukraine's defense and prevent further loss. In the quiet of a Sunday morning, Burnsville, Minnesota, became the scene of a heart-wrenching tragedy that has left a community in mourning and the nation reminded of the risks our first responders face daily. Two police officers and a paramedic, responding to a call that is all too common yet unpredictably dangerous, paid the ultimate price in their line of duty. Officers Paul Elmstrand and Matthew Rouge, both 27 years old, alongside firefighter paramedic Adam Finseth, aged 40, were fatally shot while attending to a domestic abuse situation. The incident also left Sergeant Adam Medlicott injured, though he is expected to make a recovery. In a tense standoff that followed, the suspect was killed, ensuring no family members inside the home were harmed during the ordeal. The loss has deeply affected the Minnesota Police and Peace Officers Association, prompting plans for a community vigil to honor these fallen heroes. Governor Tim Walz has ordered flags to be flown at half-staff across the state, a gesture of respect and mourning, while also extending his condolences to the families and colleagues of the victims. As the investigation unfolds, further details are expected to come to light, providing clarity on the circumstances that led to this devastating outcome. The law enforcement community, along with residents of Minnesota, are united in grief, reflecting on the dangers faced by those who serve to protect. This tragedy serves as a somber reminder of the sacrifices made by first responders and the profound impact of their loss on the communities they served. In a dramatic turn of events, former President Donald Trump finds himself at the center of a $364 million fine over business practices in New York, a development that's stirring up the political landscape. Trump, undeterred, 
vows to fight back, claiming the move is a calculated attack to derail his potential 2024 showdown with Joe Biden. At a rally in Michigan, a key battleground state for the upcoming election, Trump didn't hold back. He lambasted the legal actions against him as politically motivated, rallying support from workers and asserting the importance of their state in his electoral strategy. Despite facing over $400 million in legal liabilities from two separate verdicts, Trump's spirit appears unbroken. He confidently announced plans to appeal, signaling a refusal to back down in the face of adversity. The legal saga takes a strategic turn as Trump's team pushes to delay court proceedings until after the November 5th elections. The outcome could hinge on a crucial Supreme Court decision regarding presidential immunity for actions taken while in office. This legal maneuvering underscores the high stakes and the complex interplay between law and politics as Trump seeks to reclaim his position on the national stage. Amidst this tumultuous backdrop, Trump's resolve remains firm as he continues to engage his base and challenge his detractors head-on. In a significant escalation of conflict in the Red Sea, the U.S. military has taken decisive action against Houthi rebels in Yemen. This move comes in response to a series of aggressive attacks on both U.S. and international commercial vessels, marking a new chapter in maritime warfare. The U.S. airstrikes targeted Houthi vessels and their advanced weaponry, including the destruction of an unmanned underwater vessel. This operation marks the first known use of an underwater drone by the Houthis, showcasing a leap in the sophistication of their maritime warfare capabilities. The strikes were specifically aimed at neutralizing threats to American Navy ships and international commercial vessels, highlighting the strategic importance of maintaining security in the Red Sea. The use of both surface and underwater drones by the Houthis represents a significant challenge, as these technologies are harder to detect and counter than traditional aerial drones and missiles. The U.S. has pointed fingers at Iran for supplying the Houthis with such advanced technologies, although it is also noted that Iran does not have direct control over the rebel group. This development comes amid the intensifying conflict following the outbreak of war between Israel and Hamas, which has seen a broader coalition of forces launching strikes across Yemen. In a move reflecting the gravity of the situation, the Biden administration has announced its intention to redesignate the Houthi rebels as a foreign terrorist organization next month in light of their continued terrorist activities. This decision underscores the escalating tensions and the complex web of alliances and conflicts shaping the region's security landscape. In a twist that reads like a legal drama, Fulton County District Attorney Fannie Willis finds herself at the center of controversy, not just for prosecuting a high-profile case, but for her personal life intertwining with the courtroom saga. Willis is under the microscope for her romantic involvement with Nathan Wade, a key prosecutor in the election interference case against former President Donald Trump and 18 others. This relationship has sparked a firestorm of debate over potential conflicts of interest and the overall integrity of the case. The relationship between Willis and Wade, which began after Wade's hiring and concluded around the time of Trump's indictment in Georgia, has raised eyebrows and questions about the case's fairness. 
In a courtroom setting that could rival any legal thriller, Willis took the stand to deny any financial benefits stemming from her relationship with Wade. The judge's decision to allow an open court discussion on this matter added layers of drama and transparency to the proceedings. During the hearing, Willis shared insights into her personal life, including her habit of keeping cash on hand, a practice she attributes to her upbringing. This personal testimony added a human element to the legal discourse, captivating those following the case. The unfolding controversy has the potential to significantly impact the trajectory of the high-profile case against Trump, with the integrity of the legal process and the future of the proceedings hanging in the balance. As the legal community and the public at large keep a close watch, the outcome of this case and the implications of Willis's actions remain shrouded in uncertainty. This has been your daily brief in U.S. News. To read more about these stories, follow the links in the episode bio. You can also subscribe to these updates via email at www.brief.news. For more daily podcasts about the topics you love, visit brief.news forward slash podcasts. Tune in tomorrow. We'll be back with everything you need to know.